Hello, Guitar Smarts listeners. This is an important announcement. Please don't skip ahead. We start this podcast with a special message. Way back in 2021, Guitar Smarts had the pleasure of interviewing the utterly fantastic Matt Long. Matt is a multiple award-winning British blues guitarist and lead singer of the British blues band Catfish and hard rock outfit The Revenant Ones. He joined us for episode number 20 and was a truly gracious guest who spoke about his career, his childhood, guitars and meetings his hero, Joe Bonamassa. Well, Matt needs your help. Through 2023, Matt has been undergoing treatment for bowel cancer, and his recent prognosis has meant that to extend his life and retain a chance of survival, he needs to seek private treatment outside of the NHS. Matt's family have set up a GoFundMe page that is linked in the Guitar Smarts link tree in the description of this podcast. And we at the Guitar Smarts podcast would like to invite each and every listener to consider donating towards this fund that could well save the life of one of the brightest guitar talents of our generation. Now is the time, folks. Head on over to the link in the description to find the GoFundMe page. Donate what you can. Your donation could save a life. Thank you. Enjoy the podcast. So you start playing that riff and everyone's going mad for it. And in my mind, I'm going, I hate this moment. I hate this moment <laughs> so much. <laughs> it's just, I honestly, do you know what it, once it gets past, once it gets into the second chorus where that yeah. riff, that, or the, you know, the, mm-hmm. the riff, that, the main riff, <laughs> where, it's, yeah, where that's yeah. not being played anymore, I'm like, okay, I'm, uh-huh. I can chill out now. Greetings, welcome to the Guitar Smarts Podcast and Happy New Year. We're back from a New Year's break and ready to go. We've got lots planned for 2022, more interviews, more conversations, possibly even some trips to some guitar stores and guitar shows too. And maybe we'll even take the podcast fully video so you can put the face to the voices. Anyway, this week, Kieran and I are covering a topic that's been on the schedule for a while, but we never got around to it. We're talking about our favourite and least favourite songs to gig. Maybe you have your own idea of songs you'd like or don't like. Let us know what you think of ours in the comments on social media and don't forget to check out the Spotify playlist of our chosen songs. You can find a link to it in the description of this podcast wherever you're listening to it. If you want to support the show, the best thing you can do for us is to give us a positive rating in your favourite podcast app. So the magic algorithms put us in the ears of more guitarists looking for podcasts to listen to. Check out Guitar Smarts, phone cases, hats and gym bags and other merch on the Etsy store or make a contribution to the show on buymeacoffee.com. Links to those are in the description too. And finally if you want to speak to other Guitar Smarts listeners or hear about what goes on around the show then come and follow us on our social media pages so you can keep informed of some of the new things we have coming in 2022. That's enough nonsense from me, let's get to it. Hey, Matt. Happy New Year. <laughs> yeah, Happy New Year, Matt. Good to see you. We are on the other side of Christmas. It is 2022. Hooray. Let's, let's see what this year brings, eh? <laughs> let's see what it brings indeed. Yeah, hey, guess what? Let me tell you something that, uh, that Santa brought for me. Oh, yes. Let's have a look. The yeah. Gospel According the to gospel, Luke. <gasps> the Gospel According to Luke. Steve Lucas's autobiography. My wonderful wife got me this for Christmas. And so far, it has been nothing short of hilarious hilarious reading um fascinating as well your wife knows you wow (laughs) that's amazing did you did you have to drop any hints about that oh yeah yeah absolutely it was in in an amazon wish list but (laughs) (laughs) i was gonna say because otherwise that is just that's incredible incredible. yeah i know Yeah. I didn't even know he'd, he, he, he'd uh, written a book. Is, is it? Is yeah, it it's only a few years old, so it's, it's, it's still all pretty relevant. And Steve Vai's done the foreword for it. Oh, my so God. So it's, it's actually it's a great read so far. It's some fascinating stories about it and his life and, um, you know, growing up and learning guitar and getting into music and being a bit of a wild child, being yeah. a hilarious wild child and yeah. um, growing up with these people um, that, you know, all wow. turned out to be incredible musicians. I mean, it wasn't, it's like it wasn't ever going to happen any other way. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's kind of, when you read his story, it's like, it's almost like he had no choice but to become the musician yeah. he became. But, you know, yeah. great yeah. present, great Christmas present. So yeah, how oh, about yourself? Well, how's what how's your new year and Christmas been? Yeah, it was really good, buddy. I mean, uh, it was very chilled out. Um, obviously, with, with COVID still uh, having a presence here in the UK, 
uh, it wasn't the, the the kind of party season that it normally is mm. over that holiday period for us. But we had a great time with the family. Uh, having young kids as well, man, it's amazing because you get to relive your childhood in some way through them because of the way that they get excited about Christmas. And That's right, just, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's just a, a lovely thing to see. So, yeah, it was really good, mate. And, and time off work and, um, yeah, just playing playing some guitar at home. Uh, and just, yeah, man, it was, it was a really nice, it was a really nice break and, and doing some thinking and planning as well for the, for the, for this podcast. We've been doing it a year this month. Pretty much exactly. In fact, when this comes out, it'll be the, so, so for the listener's benefit, we tend to record just over about a week to two weeks in advance, Mm -hmm. just so we've got the time to get it prepared and ready to go out. Um, so when this comes out, I think it'll probably be the 17th of January and it was the... The 11th of January when our first episode came out last year. So this will be the well, first one to be like go. in the new, it'll be the first one in the new year, obviously. And uh, yeah, amazing. A year of doing the Guitar Smarts podcast, 40, 40 odd episodes so far. It's been fantastic, cool, hasn't it? Oh, it's been great fun. It's been, it's been really good fun. And, and uh, I dare say it's going to be even more fun in this year ahead as we've, we've got yeah. a real, you know, lovely group of listeners now yeah. across the globe tuning in regularly. And um, it's really building some momentum. And yeah, just over Christmas, doing some thinking and yeah. stuff that I think we can do for the show next year. Uh, some stuff that I'm going to talk to you about after we've finished yeah. recording today or, or during the week. I've got some some, some good ideas as well. So uh, that we'll, we'll share. Yeah, with I, I, I forgot to mention to you, actually, do you remember in the, in the last episode before Christmas or the one that yeah. came out just after Christmas, we, we, you know, we were saying thanks to people that had joined us and people that, you mm. know, we you reach out to us regularly. And I, and I mentioned a, a chap, Ray, big Ray, who, you yeah. know, who's a you know yeah. listens to us. He's a I think he's a uh, a long distance driver and, and stuff. He, and he a Luthier. Reached, and a Luthier. That's the thing. <laughs> he reached out to me afterwards and, and said, "Oh, thanks for, for for mentioning to me and stuff." And I got talking to him. I didn't realise he made guitars. Man, some of the guitars he made. He's guitars. Made. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> he really, yeah. I, was look, I was looking at his Instagram and and um and so you know work he's done and man, well, I'm keeping my eye out for for stuff that he makes because he makes some some absolutely nice, stunning. Guitars, yeah, absolutely. It's, it's that, really nice stuff that I didn't think I'd, I'd like. You know, it's it's interesting yeah. how you know luthiers can still be so creative. That's what mm. I think. That's one of the things I love the most about guitars is you know as much as I love the look of a Strat or a Les Paul, mm. that, that old mm. classic design that never seems to change. Sure. You know, people can still come up with really creative, interesting ideas for yeah. you know yeah. for new guitars and yeah, yeah. So you know, another shout out for Ray though for making some interesting. Yeah. Stuff. Uh, we, 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 we didn't do him justice, did we? But yeah, definitely. Uh, I think I think his uh, tag is Big, Big Ray's Workshop, isn't it? Um, Big Ray's Workshop on Instagram. That's right. I'll put, yeah, yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll put a link in the show description to his Instagram page. Yeah, some so, beautiful guitars yeah. that he's doing. Really, really incredible stuff. Can't can't wait to see more. more <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, so yeah. yeah, man. So yeah, we've got a year ahead. We've got a year of more podcasting. We've got a year of more uh, ranting about stuff that we love and, and stuff that that, that that maybe we don't love, but well, it's good. It's good to rant more, about more of the stuff we do love, but a little bit of the stuff that we are. <laughs> Exactly, exactly, man, exactly. So um, I guess that brings us on to today's kind of topic, um, which is one that we'd been planning anyway before before 2022. Um, And it's one that we didn't ever get around to to recording because we had so many other things drop in, some great interview guests and some great opportunities to to get get people on the show. So this one one was always one that we planned to do. And um, yeah, I I definitely uh, looking forward to hearing your opinion on this. And uh, I can the opinion of of of, of the uh, meat rum and, and music uh, uh, group last night as well, just to get their views on it. And it's uh, it's a bit of a fun topic, really. It's not, nothing too serious, right? But it's uh, it's that kind of moment where you're either joining a new band or you get the call for a depth gig, right? And mm-hmm. the set li- the set list gets emailed through to you. And uh, it's got all of the keys on it, and, it, yeah. and which is lovely, and and the ones you the keys you expected the songs to be in again, yeah. which is which is lovely. And then you're scanning that list, and it's those moments where you go, yes, that song is on the list. That's brilliant. Yeah. Uh, not not just because you know it, but because it's you lovely. genuinely genuinely love it, right? <laughs> that's, that always goes to stand. It's like, yes, I know that one. Uh, I don't have to learn that. Um, 
And also then those songs that crop up and you just go, oh, really? Do, uh, we, have to, do, do, do we have to do that? Your heart sinks. <laughs> you go, oh, oh. So we thought it would just be fun just to, just to start the new year off with something uh, a little bit lighthearted. We're, we're going to yeah. get into some serious nerding out gear stuff again soon and some more maintenance stuff and some more guests and things. But, but for, de- for today... To just to, to just ease us into the new year, we thought we'd just we'd just kick off with something a bit of fun. Uh, so, <laughs> Matthew Oliver, has this ever happened to you? Have you have you ever been on the receiving end of a set list for a band and gone? Hmm, there's probably more in here that I don't like than, than those that I do. It's every gig. It's, it's every <laughs> every gig. <laughs> I mean, since I mean, I haven't I haven't been in since and since we were in a band together, you and I. Yes. I haven't yeah. been in a band where I've had uh, any kind of real, you know, control over the set list like you would when you're in a band where you're doing pubs and clubs. You're doing your own thing. You've got your own vision for how the band should be. When you're a, when you're a debt musician, and which I've only been, uh, yeah, well, I say I've only been. It's, that's the only gigging I've done for probably the last five years. There's a predetermined set list, and you like it a lump it because you're there to mm. do a job rather than have fun, right? I mean, invariably, I always have fun, whatever the yeah. gig is. But yeah. there's a few kind of, there's always a few songs that just, you know, uh, you know, get my, it, it just, just, I just don't like playing. I just yeah. genuinely don't like playing. Um, okay. But mostly it's always good stuff that I do enjoy playing. And actually uh-huh. quite often there's some stuff that I've not gigged before that I go, oh, I've always wanted to do that, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. But for me, there's, there's key songs, which I just, I just love playing. I just nothing but joy to play. And, you know, thankfully most of the time it's like that. But yeah, we always get that. You get that set list through a list of songs from the singer. It's often when you, if you're in a band that's mostly depths, it's the set's mm. dictated by the singer, right? What can they do? What What's in their repertoire? That's true. Um, that's true. And yeah, in these days it's, it's, it's quite an eclectic mix of stuff that, um, I'll be honest, <laughs> this is, it sounds lazy, but for me, I'd say the 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 more awkward the guitar part, the the more likely I am to dislike the song, even if the song's quite a good song. I, I'm quite lazy like that. Um, also, I think <laughs> just because it's going to require some effort to, to kind of learn it, and you're like, I'm only doing this for two gigs well, for you guys. And it's it's going to take me two days to learn. I mean, it's not that it's a difficult, not that it's difficult songs. It's more to right. do with kind of you know, if it's not a particularly enjoyable guitar part to play, then I just kind of just want to get through it and then that mm. takes the joy and the shine out of it really a yeah. little bit but we'll get to that I think All right. I think let's start with some positive I've got more positive songs than yes. I have negative yeah. songs right? yeah yeah yeah. so shall we for start sure. with a, start with a, a couple of positives each yeah okay. yeah go for it go on you go okay, first I'll go for it I'm going to get my list out here right. so number one for me one of the songs I love playing um, and to be fair anything, anything by this band I love yeah. uh, <laughs> I really love playing this song and it's Day Tripper by the Beatles. Oh, that cool. tends to be in quite a lot of yeah um, of, of the gig set list that with the bands that I tend to dep with or play with. Um, Day Tripper, I love that song. So it's a I, cool I, song, man. It is a cool song. Fantastic riff. Anyone who thought the Beatles couldn't do riffs, absolutely wrong. I mean, Paperback yeah. Writer, Day Tripper. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. um, I feel fine. The yeah. incredible riff makers. You know, the guitarist gets to start the song. That's it, always yeah. cool. It's a great <laughs> intro. It's that didn't feature did, did that feature in our greatest guitar intros uh, episode? I don't think it did I don't think it oh, did no. you know there, there's one we might have let slip through the net you know because yeah. that is I can even uh, as we're talking uh, here in my mind's eye the exact guitar tone and mm. and the way the way you feel when you hear that intro it's that's a cool guitar intro it man. is a cool yeah. guitar intro it's a great yeah. riff it's a yeah. great riff and simple and it's yeah. a nice little turnarounds in that song um, yeah. I like the back and vocals i like how yes. you know there's build-ups and stuff like that and it comes back to the riff after the middle section fun yeah. song to play that a really good fun song to play and as also i love listening to the singer in that song because it's mm. a really great melody 
Dare Tripper. Really great listening to a good singer sing that song. Um, yeah, I bet. Um, just, yeah, one of the biggest joys I get from gigging, as much as I love playing guitar, is I love listening to the other musicians in the band. And that's always yeah. a song where everyone, sure. you know, everyone locks in straight away because it's such a simple but really yes. great song. So that's kind of like that kind of stuff for me. I, and I've got Dare Tripper on there, but really Dare Tripper is kind of a placeholder for that kind of song on the list, you know, that kind yes. of classic rock and roll. You know, there's a number of songs yes. that could fit on there. Actually, a lot of them Beatles songs, probably. Things like <laughs> Saw Her Standing There, you know. Or, That's um, a great one. Drive My Car, things like that. And these are these are songs that the audience instantly knows as well. So, and, we, and we're probably going to mention this point a few times. And certainly, this was mentioned by uh, by definitely a few people in the in the in the group that I spoke to in advance of us talking. Is there is that lovely positive feedback loop that you get from playing a song that you enjoy playing and you like, but then the crowd really loves, and then they're singing along, oh, and yeah. then everyone, everyone's everyone's having a having, mm. having a good time. And and day tripper, yeah, and uh, all. Many of the Beatles songs that you've mentioned all do that, right? Because mm. everyone loves them, mm. um, and they're good to play. Great, great start, mate. Thank great you. start. <laughs> um, yeah. So, so that's that's that kind of like I, I can be happy all night long playing music like that. You know, simple, classic kind of rock and roll stuff. You know that, yeah. that you all enjoy playing as a band, and then, yeah. and I also think that um, even music that isn't that kind of you know popular in terms of mainstream music today, um, you know, because obviously that this, I mean we're talking 50 years old you know and we with that mm. kind of music 50 60 years old now um i think it still translates really well onto the dance floor if you're a you mm-hmm. know if you're a mm-hmm. party band especially if you know if you're all enjoying playing that song in the band yeah that really translates to the audience if you're an audience and you know the band are really enjoying themselves regardless of mm. what that you know song is then the audience tend to enjoy it as well of course of course they can see they can see you guys are into it and they they kind of join in with, yeah. that, with your vibe, yeah, for sure. Yeah. So, Karen, what, what have uh, what have you got on your list for? Well, um, this this wasn't the first one on my list, but I'm I'm now going to go to it because because it makes perfect sense to, uh, and it's one that you didn't mention in the long long string of Beatles numbers that you reeled off. But <laughs> really, uh, but yeah, yeah. But I had a Beatles one on there which I love playing, and that's come together. Oh, I, yeah. I absolutely love it. Yeah, and, and, it, and I had a wry smile on my face when you said uh, that the Beatles can't can't write riffs. It's just like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what. Yeah. Uh, they, they they really can. Oh, uh, absolutely. And that and I've got to say, that is from my favourite Beatles album of all time as well, mm, Abbey Road, mm, which yeah. is just full of fantastic music um, yeah. from start to finish. That's a great choice. I, I, I love that track. And um, there is, a, I mean, obviously loads of people have covered it and, and loads of, uh, you know, bands go out and gig it regularly. And it's still one of those ones where I don't cringe over it. I just I just love it. I think it's, mm. it's a great song to, to play. And you can, like you said, it's one that the band can lock into really easily easily because everyone knows it it's pretty straightforward but you can you can mess around with the arrangement a little bit uh entertain yourselves with it as a band a little yeah. bit by putting your own little stamp on on individual bits of it uh, but it still centers around a a fundamental core groove that the audience will love um there is actually a great version of it by uh, i don't know if you've heard it by gary clark jr quite oh, yeah. a heavy version of it i've not um, heard that version but i obviously know of gary clark yeah, jr he's a fantastic yeah. Guitarist, yeah, yeah, check out that version of it as well. Yeah. That's uh, yeah, it's, there's a, that's a cool kind of rock version of it as well, which I quite I can imagine him singing it. Actually, he really suit that song. And yeah, actually, good, I was just going to say is that song. There's a lot of opportunity for a jam in that song, isn't there? Oh, a completely. lot of opportunity to kind of you yeah. know drag that out a little bit. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you know, to kind of have a bit of fun with that song. It's definitely a, a jam night kind of song, as well as a proper gig song. Definitely, definitely yeah. excellent. I think we've added the first song to our to our list when we eventually make it to the jam night. <laughs> hey, should I turn this into a uh, into a um, playlist? By the way. Mm. Uh, Another Spotify playlist. I think it's a great idea because the first thing that I made a mental note of when you were and you you only got off the got out of the gate with your first song was I thought <laughs> I'm gonna get, as soon as I hang up from this call I'm gonna go and listen to Day Tripper again. <laughs> it's such a great song. So mate, if you could put it into a, if you could just put everything into a playlist, I will be, put that. I'll do that. Brilliant. So um, yeah, I will. Once we finish this, I'll put the songs into a Spotify playlist as I do nice. get it out onto the uh, onto Spotify. Um, so I'll put a link to it as well in the description of the podcast 
podcast. So if you're listening, go and click on that link and you can go and listen to all these songs that we're mentioning today in yeah, the Spotify cool. playlist. Fantastic idea. Yeah. No, I like that. Yeah, and we did that, right? You did that for the uh, guitar intros and uh, yeah, uh, and guitar solos ones. And they're great. They're, I love listening to those playlists when I'm driving. They're brilliant. Yeah, that's a good point, actually. Yeah, they're good playlists. Cool. Um, actually, do you know, Come Together was covered by Michael Jackson, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. I do remember that. That was. Yeah. I'm just trying to think of the era that that was... It was the uh, bad era because it was, it was wasn't the, it? Um, it was on the Moonwalker video that he yeah, did. He did a Moonwalker love, movie, didn't yeah. he? Oh, man. At the I... end of that. But that would have been, uh, you know why he did that? Because that would have been around the time he purchased the Beatles back catalogue, right? Yes. So he owned yeah. the rights to that song when he recorded yeah. it. Um, yeah. But yeah, that was a good version, actually. Jennifer Batten on guitar. I mean, yeah. Uh, I watched her. Rob Ross bought me tickets to see her. Yeah. Uh, well, it was actually a, a Michael Jackson kind of tribute uh, concert a couple mm. of years ago, just before COVID. And I was like, oh, yeah, I'm up for that. And she said, oh, yeah. And apparently they've got, um, she bought it as a present for me because I used to be, and still am really a huge Michael Jackson fan. Um, and uh, she said, oh, yeah. And they've got somebody on guitar that used to play with Michael Jackson who's actually going to be doing the guitar work that night. And I was like, what? <laughs> Not. And, she, and she's like, yeah, I think, I, think it's a, I think it's a lady guitar. I was like, are you kidding me? <laughs> she, she, quite, she quickly realized she'd done really well with buying the tickets yeah. to this Michael Jackson tribute because I, I was more excited about going to watch Jennifer Batten. Jennifer Batten. <laughs> and all kinds of people yeah. she, she's incredible she was she was killer but yeah Michael Jackson did a great version of it and I was really into Michael Jackson when that Moonwalker film came out which is showing my age a bit but um, <laughs> yeah I think do you know what actually we don't confer or, may, or kind of talk about what we're going to speak about before we make these podcasts yeah. but so often little wonderful moments happen yeah. where you just go do you know what I think that actually Matt that is the first time I heard come together I don't think I'd heard the Beatles version. I think the same for me because I had Moonwalker on VHS when I would have been about yeah. 10, something like that. That's it. You that's know, it. If it was just a few years after it came out, but it would have been, yeah, I would have been about nine or 10 when I had Moonwalker. Yeah. And that's a great, yeah. great, great video because it had all the music videos in and then that mini movie he did, the uh-huh. Moonwalker movie, which was yeah. based around like Smooth Criminal oh. and stuff like that. And yeah. that's a great, yeah. that's a great video. I need to, I might have to watch that again. Yeah. Probably oh, mate, my kid, Prime my, um, play it, play it to your son. My, my boys yeah. are really into Michael Jackson, my eldest, really loving Michael Jackson. Um, and I didn't, I didn't put that uh, in his hands. You know, he, he selected a couple of CDs from, from the, the rack mm. and, you know, went through stuff he liked and went through stuff he didn't. And he gravitated to, to Michael Jackson mm. and, uh, and started discovering all his back catalogue and stuff. And yeah, and, and they, they love the videos. They've, they still hold up to this day, as does the music. Um, yeah irrespective of how you feel about Michael Jackson and the and the other side of his personal life. I'm, I'm not going to get into that, any of that. I'm just talking about the music and this. Yeah, instance, I know. You so. can still love the music, can't you, regardless of, of what... But yeah, let's avoid that. Yeah. Let's take a sharp <laughs> turn away from yeah, that. Yeah, we're going down a, another, <laughs> another Matt and Kieran rabbit hole here. <laughs> Where will they end up today? Yeah, yeah. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Hope you're enjoying the show. If you've got this far, you should probably subscribe so you never miss another show. Pause it here, go and subscribe, and then let's get right back to the show. Well, I'm going to move on to another positive one that I enjoy um, okay. whenever I'm gigging, and that is Sign Sealed Delivered by Stevie Wonder. Oh. I love gigging that song. I love one of my yeah, favourites to gig. Just great feel. Um, regardless of how you feel about the original, that's one that, uh-huh. for me, whenever I'm depping in a band, I don't know, it feels like the band always raises their game a little bit when we're doing that one, because the singer for always sure. loves singing it. Um, you know, the bass player always loves, you know, grooving around that one, and it's just a great song to play I love playing that song. Um, it's a good one to solo over as well. If you get a solo in mm-hmm. that song, I really enjoyed playing lead over that because it's kind of, uh, without kind of overanalyzing it too much, there's a lot of opportunity for bluesy stuff as well as kind of nice mm-hmm. melodic major scale stuff in there. I can hear you soloing over that <laughs> in my head because yeah, I know how you approach soloing over that and, and it's beautiful. I, I can, yeah. yeah, it really, it, it, it is. It lends itself to it some does, really yeah. it's, nice it's, little, yeah, phrasing. It's great. I, I really enjoy enjoy playing over that song and again um actually you know in my list of things i enjoy you can consider that song again a placeholder for anything really stevie wonder mm-hmm. or, or mm-hmm. kind of 
Mortown salt kind of stuff. Um, but I particularly love playing that one. But, you know, <laughs> things like Superstition, you know, again, great song, Superstition. It's all, Superstition's usually in the list of spur songs that, you know, mm. it's not necessarily in the set, but something to grab if you mm-hmm. need to buy a bit of time. Yeah. Um, because Superstition, everyone always knows it. Everyone <laughs> always enjoys dancing to it. And like... Yeah. We've come together. There's a lot of opportunity to jam it out a little bit and kind of break it yeah. down and put a little bit of interest in there, a bit of improvisation. Yeah. Um, that's, yeah. Stevie Wonder, Sign Seal Delivered. Fantastic. I love playing on that song. It's oh, great. Man. You, you've done it again. You've done oh, it again. Done. So you've just, just hit on so many, so many points. Right. So where, <laughs> where, 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 do, I, where do I start with this? I'm going to try and remember what I was thinking in, in the order as you were talking. Right. So you mentioned something about. <clears throat> the whole band just kind of dials in, raises their game, just locks in. And, yeah. and do you know, do you know what? I think, I think that is probably in many instances out of sheer reverence to Stevie Wonder, yeah. who is just a legendary artist, right? Nobody wants to get up on stage and just do a half arsed mm. uh, you know, attempt at any Stevie Wonder song because that's just disrespectful yeah, exactly. in, in, in the main part, right? So mm. when I asked um, the, the group uh, last night, guys, doing the, doing the podcast recording tomorrow and, and this is the topic, you know, tell me some songs, you know, the ones you love, the ones you hate. One of the comments uh from from dom uh the the, the drummer on the group uh was the tribe sir tribe sir tribe uh it was basically anything by stevie wonder is all good right yeah and you know again absolutely for, sh- for sure it, it is and um so i had two two numbers on on my list of five and two of them are stevie wonder songs so i i've got superstition uh, on my list and i've got higher ground as well higher ground was one that i always wanted to learn and play and and gig live and i did uh, a couple of years ago for a band that i did some depth work with mm. i was just like man this is just such a great great song mm. and you know you're learning it and you feel like uh, you've got a, a duty of care and responsibility to learn and play it properly because it's stevie wonder and he's mm. and he's just a legend so yeah i think you're absolutely spot on and then the other bit that made me laugh when you were talking was <laughs> uh, the bit about it superstition being in the being in the in the spare it's kind of setless because it is because everyone knows it but I can honestly never get tired of that being in the main set no me neither I agree entirely I mean it's, it's again because it's one that can can be jammed it's one that everyone knows it still just has that vibe man which I just can't I can't get bored of that riff but um yeah. I was doing I was gigging at a beer festival over the summer quite a big beer festival it's good good uh, probably i don't know maybe at least a thousand people it was, it was, it was a reasonable sized crowd and um but it was like a, a classic beer festival like setup where there's a number of number of different bands i think we were uh, like the, the band just before the, the last kind of headlining band for the evening um and they were keeping the timings pretty tight i think we had a set list of maybe an hour maybe an hour and 15 minutes i think um and you kind of had the countdown mm. kind of clock on the side of the stage. So you could see how long, and it was all being very well managed by the kind of uh, sound and engineer yeah. crew and things. And we'd, we'd gone through our set list in advance and we were going, yeah, we've got, we've got our hour and 15, give or take. Mm. We're, we're mm. all good. Did all the songs, did our set list. And we actually had a Dep drummer for that gig. And we'd literally rehearsed just this set of songs mm. to do the hour and 15 uh, with this Dep drummer who did a great job. And um, we got all the way through the list and we realised we still had like another six minutes on the clock. And we were like, ah, okay, we got our maths a little bit wrong. We've still got time for one more song, right? So obviously in this instance, everyone looked at the lead singer to say, well, right, he's going to tell us what we're going to play next. And he started started shouting out songs like, we've got another six minutes, let's do this, let's do that. And we realised, hold on a minute, we've got a depth drummer who's who's not necessarily, you know, on board with all of our full set list. So we can't just Mm. shout out random numbers. And it was getting to the point where I was like, right, we just need to play another song now because all we need to get off. So I just turned to the drummer and do you know Superstition? He was like, yep, bang, straight in. And, and that was that was the song <laughs> that we finished with. And it's just the universal uh, language of, of, of that song, isn't it? And um, It really is. Yeah, It's almost so. like it's inbuilt in musicians, isn't it? It's kind yeah. of, you know, I mean, I, I wonder sometimes if I gigged Superstition before I listened to the song. You know, I, do you know what yeah. I mean? It's almost, yeah. it's almost like... In 
it's in the DNA. <laughs> Stevie Wonder simply just pulled it out and, and recorded it. But actually, that song's in built in the human race. But that is, yeah, that is always the first one to come out of the bag. Certainly yeah. for me, in the debt gigs that I do, invariably it's in the list of, of Spurs songs. And mm-hmm. on the night, always there's, there's one or two songs that gets vetoed by someone. You know, somebody will come mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. the singer maybe will say, mm, not too comfortable singing that one. It's like, okay, yeah. superstition. Yeah. Throw that in there, you know, yeah. and then the second set, superstition. And then, you know, we'll, <laughs> so we'll just use superstition to switch every vetoed song. So we'll play it four <laughs> times in that. No, just joking. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what? I don't think a dancing drunk audience would even mind if no, you did. No, I don't think they'd notice. <laughs> so, didn't you already play that? No, that was science. No. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> So what's next so on your list? as then? well. We forgot to so say Duke. Oh, so um, that's a good point. Yeah, yeah. It's, a good, it's a good track. It's a great, great bass song. player. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, a happy but, song. That, that's a very yeah, feel-good music. Right, what's next on your list then of good stuff? Yeah, so uh, so I only had two two more left, right? Because we said we'd, we'd try and do about five each. So I had Superstition, yeah. I had Higher Ground, it come together. Mm-hmm. Uh, next one, yeah, probably sit... Uh, well... Um, it, it probably sits in the uh, people will either loathe or, or love doing it, but I, I quite liked I quite like doing it actually, and and it's Sweet Home Alabama, and it's it's and it's not a particularly you know difficult or uh, you know enjoyable entertaining song to play as a musician, but I just love the I love the response that you get mm. from that intro that an audience gives you and. For that reason, I've, it kind of sits in the camp of I'm all right playing that night after night, even though it's yeah. not the most exciting song to play because I love the impact that it has on the audience and and you can you can jam it with the band and you can mess around with the arrangements a bit and you can do breakdowns in it and it and it's and it's and it's easy enough. So yeah, I, I, I couldn't figure out whether to put it into the songs that I, I least liked gigging or whether <laughs> or whether I I, I, I liked it and. And, and I kind of netted out that actually, you know what? I quite like it. I quite like mm, it. Mm. Do you know what it is? I, 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 I'd almost made it onto my list actually. That song, mm. um, and I, I completely get what you mean. It's not like um, you know a, a really impactful song. In a, you know, it's not kind of like a um, what's the word I'm looking for? It's not. It's not like seminal music, like you know some of Stevie Wonder's music was, or yeah. or you know the Beatles stuff. But it's kind of like a warm blanket for you know when you're gigging. Yeah. It's kind of in the same way that everyone knows superstition and, and it goes down really well Sweet Home Alabama is always in, in, the, in the set of Spurs mm. and it feels kind of it's safe and comfortable and it's fun yeah. again it's more, it's all those yeah. things you kind of um, you know it's not exactly you know hard work but it's good fun and actually if you're a guitarist there's a lot of opportunity for self-indulgence in there as well isn't there, yeah, there in fact is. I think the last time I gigged Sweet Home Alabama in the gig I had in December just last year I think uh, the Second, I took I took the second guitar solo. And I think I soloed for twice as long as I should have done. Really, but I didn't care. Right. I wanted to yeah. be self indulgent. I, yeah. you know, I hadn't taken a long solo in a gig for ages because of COVID and everything, and, and that being the first gig in a while. So there's a, I like that song too. I think that's a very self indulgent song. It's a great, great track. Everyone's it's sweet a great track, about, don't they? Yeah. yeah, yeah, I think so. I, it's one of those evergreen <laughs> songs that I think I'm all right with. Yeah, you know, there's a there's a few there's a few you know classic set lists songs which and uh, Matthew Lake uh, who we've had on the show yeah. uber legendary guitar teacher musician he he kind of summarized it best he kind of said there's there are some songs which which can be seen as you know lazy set list uh, mm. kind of writing but you know if you're if you're a band out there doing kind of classic stuff then those types of songs are going to feature in in your mm. set list so you know, he, uh, he he made some nice points in the in the messages that we had yesterday, and he said, "Look, you know, some of these songs that we we are sick of, and you know, it's it's because everyone's doing them." And he said, "The reason we're probably sick of them is because we know loads of other songs that are really good and probably should get more airtime than these ones do." But you know. Uh, I think this is one that probably deserves to get the airtime and ongoing legacy that it yeah. still has. 
Well, I completely agree with, with that sentiment from from um, Mr. Lake. I, it's it is a it's a classic, and I think there's nothing wrong with kind of um, you know having a little bit of comfort in the set list, even if it, like like he says, it could be looked at as being a lazy choice. But it's great music, so it's yeah. well. He also he also said something uber uber profound in his messaging, which which reminded me we need to get back on the show. I'm, do, I'm, definitely, yeah. I'm definitely not going to do justice to to, to the wise. <laughs> wisdom that he was spouting on the on the messages but he kind of said it's also a mindset thing right he said uh if you if you if you're lucky enough to to you know be a pro musician and get uh, you know get paid for playing it's kind of a mindset thing if you if you if you play through these songs with the mindset that you know i don't really enjoy them i don't really want to play them uh, then you're going to play them badly, and you're not going to enjoy them. And it kind of it's 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 almost like disrespectful to the to the fact that you are making a living out of guitar. So he so said the other thing to try and you know uh, reconcile with yourself is you know I'm going to have a positive mindset around this song. We can try and play with the arrangement of it. We can play, make it a bit different, and you know I'll do the best that I can with it. And then you know that invariably stops you feeling like you know you're just getting to a low spot with with the songs and the set list because you've just played them too many times or they don't do anything for you anymore so i thought that was quite quite wise words as well yeah there's just something very profound there actually i I feel like he's revealing something about myself (laughs) that i i I now feel different about the songs i've chosen as the ones i don't like (laughs) maybe really what i don't like is something about myself in those songs when i'm playing them you see you see we need that's why we need to get him back on the show because he'll he'll peel this onion (laughs) to to the inner core of what it really is saying (laughs) about us so he's he's just wise he's just a very wise man the guitar (laughs) philosophy of, of mr leg I think we yeah we need to get him back on because uh, I think it would be beneficial to everyone to hear more from him. Yeah. Um, absolutely, absolutely. Anyway, before this turns into a, a psychotherapy session on why why Mustang Sally has traumatized us over the years. Let's, uh, <laughs> well, let's, do you know uh, what I'm going to do? I I hope you don't mind. No, please. I feel like that has actually it's the it's the perfect time for me to talk about the the, the songs. I'm going to go if you don't mind. I want to just go through let's straight. Do that. All let's do that. The songs that yeah. I don't enjoy yes. gigging because I don't want yeah. um i think i think you know our listeners enjoy the positive conversations that we have and although we've chosen mm. to have mm. almost a you know a negative part you know a yin yang to this conversation i don't want to protract that part out too much you know got you, got you. um yeah, but the, you. the songs that i the songs that i you know i hate to say it the song, some songs that i really don't enjoy playing at all as mm-hmm. a guitarist mm-hmm. uh, that are always in the set list um for these deck gigs mm. i do uh and number one <laughs> This and then this song, and if anybody knows me, really knows me, and gigs with me is listening, they're not. They're, they're going to be yeah. shouting this song out now because I make yeah. it very clear I don't like this song <laughs> whenever I'm getting it. Um, it's Mr. Brightside by the Killers. Okay, is that on your list of songs? <laughs> Is that on your list of good songs? No, that's on my list of bad songs. Oh, I've, 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 I've actually just shown you my list in time yeah. for the final listeners. I've just held up my notepad to the video I'm screen bad, uh, and inadvertently showing showing you everything on my, on my bad list as well. But uh, but it's there, man. Oh. It's there as well. I feel you. I feel you. It's kind of um, I, I I'm again. I, I feel like it says more about me than it does about the song. Um, I don't enjoy playing it. I find it really awkward to play credit to mm. uh, you know the guitarist and the killers for coming up with such a great riff because it is a fantastic mm-hmm. riff and yeah, a great guitar it, it, that riff is pretty cool um, yeah. it really is yeah. but I, I find it I've never really been able to get comfortable playing it um, and I always yeah. kind of mess it up a little bit so really what I'm saying is I don't like my I don't like that song because I can't play it very well I've never been able to play it really well but also um, uh, you know I don't really like the song that much it's a great riff but I can't stand mm. I can't stand Brandon Flower his voice I, I don't, I've never been able to like the killers I don't like you know I'm, it's just one of those bands for me that I just don't click with you know but that's, I, I that's don't really, yeah, yeah I'm with you I'm, I'm kind of with you uh, on, on that I don't mind the killers as a band I, I think mm. they've done some good songs for me, this is one of those songs that elicits a response in an audience that I don't yeah. like. All right, I, all yeah. I remember when I've gigged this song is really, really drunk audiences uh. just literally shouting the lyrics of this, yeah, like, and and almost in, in, having a, like a mosh pit in front of you of people. Just this is one so of those true. songs that just kind of sends sends a really happy 
pleasantly inebriated audience from a point of having a good time and enjoying the band to then you're playing this song and then all of a sudden they've just gone nuts but in, in not a very pleasant way I don't know maybe yeah. that says more about the venues that uh, let me play <laughs> guitar than, than uh, the clients I don't know but, no yeah, I completely say, I, memories I, I, I completely like, agree oh, completely agree do you know what I mean drinks, drinks are going to get spilled the yeah. beer's going to go everywhere people are going to get too rowdy with it it's, yeah yeah. it's always in whenever I've whenever I gig it in the bands that I gig with it's always in the last two or three songs of the second sex yes. it's, it's the end of the yes. night that that is sometimes followed by sex on fire and then it might be some kind of <laughs> sing along encore like don't look back in anger or something like that but um, yeah. um, you know Bright Mr. Brightside it's just it's yeah it's, everyone's drunk everyone's had the kind of everyone's in full on party mode Every, dance floor's usually full yeah, by yeah. then so you start playing yeah. that riff and everyone's going mad for it and then in my mind I'm going I hate this moment I hate this moment <laughs> so much <laughs> it's just I honestly Jordan, it, once it gets past once it gets into the second chorus where that yeah. riff that or the, you know, the, mm-hmm. the riff that the main riff <laughs> where, it's, yeah. where that's yeah. not being played anymore I'm like okay I can uh-huh. chill out now I can enjoy the rest yeah. of the song but yeah. actually really what I'm saying is I can't play it I need to practice it better if I practice it better and yeah, get more I comfortable with it I might fall off the list I don't know I'm really it's, you know, like I said, it's, I think I'm saying more about myself than the song. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. But I also know you and you're a very accomplished guitarist. And if you put your mind to it and loved it enough, you would, I'm sure you, when you play it, it sounds great. I've, I've, I've not even learned that guitar part because yeah, I've only ever just, need to. just chugged, chugged along the chords. And I think I've always uh, played it where, where the other guitarist has, has taken the lead yeah. part in that one. Yeah. Um, so I've, I've not even attempted to learn it, but it's just a song that, yeah, it just doesn't. I don't know. I don't, I don't think it deserves its place, right, in the final throes of a band's mm. performance of an evening. I think there are yeah. better better songs that, you know, should hold that position yeah. in the set list. I you agree. Know, two, or three, two or three songs before the end of the night. Uh, yeah. Anyway, we're going to get loads of, loads of hate mail now. From- <laughs> Two, two of the songs for me that fall that go onto that list of things that I just don't enjoy anymore. Uh, moves like Jagger, Maroon Five, just because it's boring as hell uh-huh. for me uh-huh. as a guitarist, selfishly, and actually it doesn't yeah. tend to go down yeah. that well anyway. It's always in like the first set, I'm always really dancing to it. Um, I don't understand why it was such a big hit. To be honest, I think it's, I think it's boring. Hmm. Oh, I sound like such an old curmudgeon, don't I? That's ridiculous. <laughs> it's modern um, music, Matt. And the other one I, I kind of, I used to enjoy, actually, I don't really enjoy it anymore, it's Teenage Dirtbag by Wheatus. seems to always be yeah. in the set for bands that are gigging, and um, you know, just don't really enjoy it anymore. Find it, again, yeah. I think uh, I think part of me wants to be, uh, you know, kind of enjoying more easier guitar parts and enjoying listening to the band, and I think for, for me, when some guitar parts are just that little bit more awkward and I feel like I'm over concentrating on the guitar part then I'm not enjoying listening to the rest of the guys I'm playing with as much and I think that's where totally the bulk of my enjoyment when I'm gigging as much as I love playing guitar for me the bulk of my enjoyment when I'm gigging is listening to the rest of the band I just love yeah. listening to the sound of a room of musicians you know it's the best yeah. thing so songs that take that oh, away yeah. for me ruin it but that's my those are my three that I, that I dislike yeah yeah so okay I'll segue from there then on that topic so uh, Basket Case by Green Day used yeah. to love that song when I was a teenager yeah, still think too. it's a, still think it's a great song actually yeah. but um, that's one that takes me away from the moment of being playing with the band and enjoying the other musicians because it's not mm. a particularly difficult song to play it's just power chords but I don't know what it is about that song maybe it's something to do with the timing of it or just the uh, I don't know. I, I don't know what it is. I, I mean, I, I can play it, but I, I just find that I, I, it's one of those songs that I find I have to concentrate on playing and I shouldn't really yeah, have to. It's not that difficult. It's not that difficult a song. It's just, um, don't know. Don't know something about that song. Yeah, I know what you mean. There's a lot of changes in that. You're always constantly moving, you know, and yeah. there's, there's a lot of changes that are, that you can easily get mixed up with other areas in the song kind of yes. thing. Do you know what I mean? That's it's exactly easy, it. It's easy to get lost in that <laughs> yeah. song. Yeah. I've, I've gigged that yeah. song a couple of times and felt the same. Kind of like, oh, yeah. oh, what's the next chord? Is it this one again? Is it that bit or that one? Is it that one? It is, because it's, it's all the same minor chord. Where am I going? Am I going yeah. to... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's kind of... Uh, and then you end up jumping around a little 
little bit. And yeah, I know what you mean. Oh, I just feel so much better. That, 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 I just feel so much better that you've exactly <laughs> described the reasons why I find that I have issues with that song. Yeah. It's yeah, it's exactly that. It's um, it, you just have to concentrate to make sure that you're playing the right section of of, of the song because it yeah. just repeats in different the same bits in different places, and you're just kind of constantly thinking, is it this bit that repeats now or the next bit? So yeah, anyway. Mm. Um, but it's a, it is a good song. Johnny Be Good. Oh, I don't know. I didn't think I'd ever fall out of love with this song, what? but I, I think I just. I know, man. I think I just have. I think, maybe it's just. I don't know. Maybe it's just the mood I was in when I wrote this list. It's a great song, but I don't know. Don't know. Yeah, yeah. I might have to have a word with myself about that. <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know why. I've just come off the back of playing that too much. I don't know. Jamming B flat. Trying to keep up. Watch me for the changes. How can you not enjoy that? You know, Martin was one of the first. <laughs> Well, that was the reason I think I started playing guitar was back in yeah. the future, watching that when I was a kid. Um, do you know what? I, ha- I I almost put a load of blues songs on this list as well, of songs mm. that I least enjoy playing live in a band. Uh, it's, it's not a blues song, it's a rock and roll song, but, yeah. you know, n- near as damn it. And I think it was just because I'm not sure it does... I'm not sure it does for the audience what we think it does. And, yeah, I'm not sure... Oh, yeah, I don't know. I think I think a lot of people just go through the motions playing it. Yeah. I don't ever see I don't ever see the rest of the band getting excited playing Johnny Be Good. Mm. That's probably what it that's probably what it is. Is yeah, yeah I don't I see the drummer right really though. getting into it. Yeah. I don't I, I never I've, I've never played that song and gone, we are all just in the pocket now, just absolutely thriving off we, what each other are doing. <laughs> and Whereas I, I yeah. definitely get that feeling playing, you know, Come Together or yeah. any of the Stevie Wonder songs that you mentioned. You mm. just go, yeah, we're, we're in this together. I don't think I've ever played in a band where, even when we did it uh, as Roadrunner, where all of us were just like, yeah, yeah no. this, I think you could be this right. Song is, the song is a great song. Yeah. There you go. Uh, and then Sex on Fire um, which I really like as a song mm. and I actually I don't mind playing it but but I had a again I had a, a conversation a quite a cathartic conversation um, a few months ago with with Dom Tribe um, and drummer extraordinaire and he's like one of the most proficient drummers I've ever known he's, he's absolutely you know uh, superb drummer and he hates the intro for that song just like he has panic oh, attacks yeah, exactly. just trying to get just trying to lock into the intro to, <laughs> to make it like come in properly with the guitars and I'm like I'm so pleased you said that because that you know yeah. I thought that was just uh uh, a me thing but I think yeah it's quite a difficult one to nail the intro exactly spot well on. I never I, that's the thing whenever I gig uh, Sex on Fire I don't mind that song but yeah the, no, so no. the intro for me is always kind of sometimes I'll gig it and the drummer will say can you count me in just just do mm. a count before you start the riff and I always mm-hmm. have to say no <laughs> I don't know. I actually don't know where it is in, in the beat, yeah. to be honest. If I know how to play yeah. the riff. Really sorry. You're just yeah. going to have to find, figure it yeah. out. Because <laughs> it sounds terribly I, selfish. I, like, but yeah. I actually, I, if I count it, I'll get it wrong. But if I just play it. Exactly. And, you know, the drummer knows that we it's might all, all off the beat. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So lazy. Once we've got past the intro, once, yeah, I know. Yeah. I know. But once we get past the intro, I love that song. It's brilliant. Yeah. It's a great one. It it's a great, great crowd one. pleaser. Um, I really love the um, the different guitar parts in it. I really love the backing vocals and the chorus, just helping you know the lead singer reinforce that. I love it. I think it's yeah. a great song. It's only that it's only the first first thirty seconds of it that uh, you just think, oh mm. god, this it's uh, are we going to pull it off this time? Mm. Yeah, I, I, I actually I still enjoy playing that one, but yeah. I know what you mean about the, yeah. you know, the riff, <laughs> the timing and stuff. So is timing, anything else yeah. on your list of uh, unfair? No, that's pretty much it. Cool. No, that's pretty much it, mate. Um, yeah, Mustang Sally, I didn't put, I, I couldn't, I wrestled with that. I was just like, I don't know whether I love it or hate it. <laughs> I mean, every time I saw it on the set list in the band that we, you and I played in for years, mm. I was just like, oh. And then every time we'd start playing it, I'd have the best time of my life just in tears of laughter with you just vibing on it, it just trying to make about, it interesting. It was never about the song, yeah. though, was it? That was the thing. That no, was, that was um, no. uh, you know, a good friend, Andy Rudd, the singer in the band. He was always, that was his, you know, it was the vehicle for something else, that song. It was always the, Mustang Sound was the vehicle for some initial audience participation where you'd get people up and, you know, get a group of people up behind the mic singing and joining in people 
people would get up and take photos of their friends singing with a band and it didn't really matter that it was Mustang Sally it was about that kind of getting the audience's buy-in in the first set to the rest of the gig yeah. and then after that yeah, it yeah. was because we'd come out of Mustang Sally and probably always go straight into Johnny Be Good because <laughs> then everyone was dancing straight away after that yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so so actually my, I've got I think I've got two more on my list of um, Go for it, buddy. of belters um, and one of them is Living on a Prayer Bon Jovi wow um, nice and I again it's, it's actually probably been over gigged um, but I do love playing that song because mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, again I love being part of a band that's playing that song and mm-hmm. I love mm-hmm. hearing a singer sing that song when my wife was still singing in a band Living on a Prayer would always be one of the last two songs um, in her band set that she'd do and she did Living on a Prayer absolutely nearly um, it was just amazing but I love playing that song I like the guitar parts in that song it's good fun it's a simple song it's enjoyable everyone loves it it's it's got all the possible enjoyment you know in a in a song that you can have really gigging you know it's easy to play it's fun to play it's a good song it's got great parts it's, got, it's great I like listening to the other parts in the band and the other musicians playing it a lot of opportunity to have fun with it if you do want to the people who are listening to the music enjoy it well what's, what's not to love about playing that I, song. I, I think it's a brilliant song um it's got a great guitar solo. There's so many Bon Jovi songs as well that that tick the, that list yeah. that you that you just mentioned. Um, so yeah, I think uh, it's a great choice. Um, Rob in the in the um, MRM group came came up with that as well. He's a phenomenal guitarist and singer and uh, music teacher. And he mm. said the same. Matt. He said, "I just love being in a band that gigs that song. Can't can't get tired of it. It's just a great song to play, you know." And he's a he's an Uber Guthrie like fan. He can oh, really? he, he can play all kinds <laughs> of stuff, right? And he's just like, "Yeah, just give me living on a prayer. Yeah, I'll be happy." Fantastic. <laughs> so you know, yeah. I'm glad we're in agreement there. And um, my last song, which I love gigging more than anything, I think, is probably Purple Rain. Oh. Yeah, it doesn't actually yeah. end up. It's never in the set really for wedding gigs or anything like that. But more kind of uh, you know pub gigs and things like that. We tend to mm. put Purple Rain in the set, which obviously we did it a lot when we were in the same band together. Mm. It was that was a song we'd always end the first set with, and it would always go down really well. But uh, just love the song, just love love that song so much. It's really great to play again. All those same things as Living on a Prayer. I just love listening to mm-hmm. everyone else playing that song. Great. Just really perfect. I mean, it's a perfect song, really. It's a, it's a beautiful song. It's an absolutely beautiful song. And um, I could never get tired of, of, no, of playing that and, and hearing not. it. It's such, 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 a, such a great track. That's got to be high up on the list of absolutely yeah. brilliant songs to, to play live. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. So is there anything less left on your list? That's it, man. Um, that's pretty... I mean... Do you know what? I, I could keep writing the list and and, and um, I've probably left off a whole bunch of songs on both lists yeah. uh, today. But, but you know, I think it, it, a lot of this is dependent on the audience, it's dependent on the kind of mood that you're in, it's dependent on the arrangement. And I think it goes back to what Matt Loke was saying as well. It's dependent on the mindset, right? Some songs are are there because they deserve to be there. Some are there, which are good spares to have in a set list. Mm-hmm. And some, some need to be kind of challenged as to why they're on there because there's some, some much better songs. So, but it's all, it's all ultimately about a mindset. And I know I've, I've gigged songs better when I've just been in the mood for playing them versus when I'm just kind of tired of them. It's, you know, mm-hmm. that can make a difference mm-hmm. as well to how, to how that song feels for you. Yeah. hundred uh, percent. Like actually, I must say, there's some songs which I really enjoy playing. If I know the band I'm depping with has got keys or maybe another guitar or horns and stuff like that, um, but if it's just me on guitar and, and there's another and there's a bassist and a drummer, then I'll dread mm. some of those songs mm. because uh, you've got to carry the whole song harmonically if you're the only yeah. guitarist. And then the songs that I love that um, that I hate doing when I'm in a you know just like a three or a four piece wedding band. So yeah, the, the circumstances can can dictate that a lot for some for some songs, but such is life. At that point, you've kind of got to reconcile it to just you know, <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm just out learning, I'm working, just out doing a job. 
rather than exactly. you know gigging for fun. Yeah, 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 yeah. mindset yeah. thing for sure. Yeah, man, cool, cool, man. So what's uh, what's what's in what's in the diary for this week for you, mate? Music wise, guitar wise, uh, you. So I. Uh, I went uh, earlier in the week for a little uh, trip sofa shopping with my my good lady wife, which mm-hmm. as, as as my voice would would tell you, I was really excited about. <laughs> <laughs> Sit on this one. What do you think? Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, it's good, squishy. Yeah, very nice. It's yeah. Anyway, <laughs> squishy, soft, sofa shaped. <laughs> so it looks like a sofa, yeah. Uh, but the uh, said sofa shop also happened to be uh, adjacent to the lovely village I used to live in, town of uh, Farnham, oh. which uh, hosts, uh, my, uh, you know, no secret to, to the listening audience, my favourite guitar shop in the world, probably Guitar Village. Uh, I've been to many all over the world and yet still gravitate back to that yeah. house of dreams. Other guitar shops yeah. are available. Yeah, but, they are. But, but Guitar <laughs> Village is particularly special, isn't it? You know, it's just because you could take all the guitars out of Guitar Village and all Mm -hmm. the stuff, and you could still enjoy being in that beautiful old building. That's That's one of the things I love about Guitar Village. That's it. So I went there this week. All right. uh, How did that go? No, no, don't worry. (laughs) (laughs) I can see your heckles rising already. Yeah. Uh, uh, It's just great. I was trying out um, some beautiful Larive acoustics. You know, I've had a bit of a hankering. Yeah, Yeah, they've got quite a few in stock at the moment. So I was trying out some of those. And trying out a couple of other bits and pieces. Uh, so, yeah, um, may, may pop back over the, the weekend and, and, and have another spe- little. Spend a bit more time there. Yeah. yeah. Let's see. Fantastic. Let's see. Well, there was one guitar. I'll, be, I'll, I'll, I'll level, level with you. There was one guitar which um, I thought, oh, there's something about this. But I think the strings, it had just obviously come out of uh, transport or something. Mm. Um, and the, the strings were a bit dead on it. <clears throat> so I, I kindly asked. Um, uh, uh, one of the, the lovely guys there to say, look, would you mind just, you know, giving this a, a quick once over and a restring and a, and a quick tweak just so I can see what, what it's actually like. Yeah. Cause I think there's some, I think there's something about this guitar, but you know, it's mm. one of those things, the strings are dead on it. So, um, yeah, they gave me a, a very kindly, a great customer service, gave me a call back and said, yeah, we've restrung it for you. It's all set up. Uh, come and try it and see what you think. So might pop back today. Fantastic. Yeah. I can just imagine it now and knock on, knock on your door at the house and you'd be like, uh, sweetheart, this, there seems to have been a problem with the delivery company. They, instead of a sofa, <laughs> they've sent a guitar. <laughs> <laughs> you know. <laughs> it's all gone terribly wrong let me put this in let me put this in the office and I'll sort it out okay (laughs) 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 this year this is the year I remember you saying last year that you're looking to get a new acoustic guitar yeah yeah Yeah. I quite fancy a new acoustic guitar Um, but you know it's going to have to be something really really nice so why I actually thought and this is a this is a top tip as well I thought next time I go I'm going to take my existing acoustic and just mm-hmm. AB some and just say, well, actually, how does it compare to, to what I've already got and what I already use? Mm-hmm. Um, if, if it's not significantly better, then <clears throat> it probably doesn't warrant me getting a new one. But um, yeah. have, have you considered having something made for you? Well, you know, there were some brilliant um, acoustic guitar makers at the, um, the guitar show that um, happens in the south of the UK that just blew mm. me away with some of the stuff that they were doing. Yeah. So, yeah, we haven't been able, we, we planned to take the podcast to that Kempton Park guitar show in uh, just outside London, but yeah. obviously with COVID, it's been delayed for a couple yeah. of years. But actually, the one thing that I got really excited about when I went to that show um, mm. before COVID was um, some of the unknown uh, or up-and-coming acoustic guitar makers that were showcasing their stuff there. Mm. Some some really incredible things. So, yeah, that's a good call. Maybe I'll maybe I'll hold off until I can try some of their stuff. Yeah, out. get something commissioned. You know, because because you kind of feel like you know, part of me kind of thinks that you know I want to get some more electric guitars, but I don't mm. really. You know, the only acoustic guitar we have is this you know little classical one here that mm. is actually my mm. wife's guitar. I kind of think if I was ever going to get an, a really good acoustic guitar, it'd be really great to kind of have like a, you know, a family heirloom piece almost. You pay a few grand for mm. having made, especially for for me, but that it could be handed down to my son. You know, it could be kind of in the family rather than just something cheaper that you just hang on the wall and use something that maybe means a little bit more yeah. because there's something really lovely about, uh, you know, acoustic guitars, so much more intimate, so much more, mm. you know, 
there's music in acoustic guitars waiting to come out. Do you know what I mean? It's kind of... I do. Yeah. I do. Yeah. We need to do that. I we need to, next time that guitar show's on, we need to get down there and go and have a look at some uh, some of those buildings. There is have, some... Yeah. Yeah. There are. There's some beautiful stuff being being done. And we, we've spoken a lot, actually, haven't we, about some of the lesser known electric guitar builders. Mm. Or we just said lesser known luthiers, right? But we predominantly focused on electrics. But actually, yeah, um, when that guitar show's back on, we'll go down and we'll make a point of, of gathering up some of these acoustic guitar uh, builders mm. who, who, are, who are doing some really cool stuff. Nice. So yeah, that's that's me. A constant guitar safari continues, Matt, for no other reason <laughs> than than I have a phenomenally uh, terrible addiction to to, to stringed uh, six stringed instruments, and um, yeah, it doesn't look like it's going to go anyway anyway anytime soon. So well, at least it gives us fodder to talk about on the podcast. Well, there um, we go. So so that's that's me. Um, and then how about you? You got how's your how's your practice uh, regime coming along? Um, yeah, okay. Um, I've been I've been practicing a little bit, not too much in the new year because I've got some um, house project stuff on the go. New year, kind of you know the you know, fresh start in the new year in terms of getting things done in the house, which you know we've been in a couple of years now, but it's been a renovation. So um, I've mainly been doing that, but I have kind of been actually was thinking about writing some backing tracks to play along to and stuff like that and so cool. I've kind of started doing that um, which has been fun but yeah doing a bit more playing I need to break the Helix out I haven't I haven't played oh, yeah. on the Helix for a few weeks now so I need to get that oh, out nice. um, and just uh, kind of get playing on it again just remind myself how su- you know superior it is and, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah how, how the decision is absolutely justified yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah probably going to do that this week as well and, cool. uh, and then yeah same as you really I guess it's just a you know spending time every day coveting things that you know, I really want you know just basically every guitar <laughs> I see I just want so yeah there oh. we go another week of that oh well I, t- I tell you what I'm going to drag you kicking and screaming to a guitar shop so we can go and try out this PRS SE Silver Sky when it comes out uh, I won't want to touch it yeah it's, you're gonna, it's going to have to happen it's going it to won't. happen I won't <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I, I, I said this before. It's uh, it, I, I, I'm not fun as a guitarist. I should be a fun person here on the guitar shop. I'm really not. You should. You <laughs> yeah. should. It's kind of like because I'll be looking at things, going, "Well, I can't buy that, so I will right. absolutely not touch it. In fact, I will turn my back to it. I don't want to even look at it." What's the point of looking at it? it? Yeah, we're a second-hand <laughs> section. So I get some strings and picks and then go on, you know. That's it. Give my pain display ticket to somebody else and go on. And then that's basically what happens. <laughs> it's been a short podcast. Yeah. Anyway, on that note, mate, should we wrap things up? Yeah, lovely chat, mate. Good yeah, to you speak too, to you. buddy. Have a cracking week, cracking weekend. Yeah. And I'll see you next week for another one. Yeah, take care, buddy. Speak All to you soon. All the best, mate. Bye, mate. Speak soon. Thanks so much for joining us this week on the podcast. Let us know on our social media pages what you think of the song choices and go and give a listen to the playlist on Spotify. Links are in the description. Remember to come and give us a follow so you never miss a show and you can support us in many ways by following some of the links and help in the description too. Have a great week and take care. See you soon.